welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, there are no ads, and there is no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash talk or visit the link on my link tree. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Battle is on. Are you not entertained? Our four best friends in the whole entire realm do battle with their foes, but who will prevail? It's time to talk all things Dimension 20 Dungeons and Drag Queens and back one last time with me on this quest. It's the queen with a dream, Ajita. Hello. I do have many dreams. Um, That's mainly, good. Dreams are good. Well, they're usually that of the terror variety. I once had a dream that uh, my head got cut off with a, uh, a buzzsaw thrown like a frisbee. Oh, fine. I had a, um, a decapitation <laughs> dream once, uh, but that was after watching um, a trailer for Sleepy Hollow. Oh, my God. Um, did you live through the decapitation? Because I felt yes, I did. Head. <gasps> yes, I did. Okay, that's mm-hmm. such a, it's a weird sensation. And it's, uh, okay, that's a yeah. tangent. Nightmares, nightmares. Um, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> it took us two seconds to get to your, your, your catchphrase. That's a whole other podcast. Literally. Uh, find that on a t-shirt near you someday soon. I should probably make that. All right. Final episode. Now, I just need to ask you a question when it comes to Dimension 20. Um, do they go this hard and like release a new one like a, a minute after the old ones ended? Um, yeah. Actually, well, wow. as of late, yes. Because I am so... Because did you see the new trailer? It oh, looks- I saw it fucking incredible it's like inside out meets like i don't know like film noir like uh like detective-y stuff it's so cool um but they are cranking out these seasons like crazy yeah i don't i don't understand it but like as somebody who's doing a lot of the uh world building for my game that's in podcast that's coming up i if i got time and time in between i would just be just creating. I was just like I need a nap, <laughs> a nap. Yeah. Um, but good for them. Good, good for them. I mean, listen, he's got an entire team around him. We're going to talk about the team a little bit. Uh, it's the finale, y'all. It's their very last time this time. Uh, we are going to see the throne room of Thanara, goddess of the underworld, and look at that set, baby. You, uh, this is incredible. I mean, they really just. Now I need that Thanara mini so badly. Yeah. She's fierce. Well, first off, I gotta ask, where is it now? Does Brennan just have a room in his home with like all of the previous sets? <sighs> That's a great. It seems like they repurpose some, but um, 
You know what? The 3D printing has become very, very big in the yes. like D and D miniature worlds. So, um, so I'm. I think they either have their own 3D printer or uh, have some sort of deal with like a mini company. They must have a 3D printer. Listen, I'm in the process of about to buying a Cricut uh, to do some crafty things. Um, um, look out for a new gift basket business coming out soon. A gift uh, basket. So I understand. Name three items that you're going to be making. Um, so we're going to be doing custom tea towels. <gasps> mm-hmm. That's so amazing. We're going to probably do some etching and vinyl work for like mugs and cups and that kind of thing. Um, and also like, let's say you either have um, a charcuterie board or a cutting board or like uh, wood utensils. We'll do some custom things for that too. And we're going to have- this is uh, incredible. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're, and they're going to be themed gift, gift baskets, whether you want a tea basket for a friend or a coffee basket, a taco basket, whatever you want, we're going to create. I love this. I thought this was like a bit, and then you like gave me a sales pitch. This is amazing. No, no, no. Oh, it, it, we going hardcore in this. It's, it's I love it. um, dream and believe is the name of the boutique. I'm on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, we're going to shout out Rick Perry and the art department for slaying the house down boots. Um, even though when I hear the name Rick Perry, my mind goes to a very different person, but that's a, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, is there somebody named Rick Perry that I... Republican. Oh. Yeah, very I, bad, very bad person. Yeah, yeah. Ran yeah, for president, we like him. Yeah. Ew, gross. Um, now, you had mentioned that you want the Thanara Mini. I, I said in my notes, like, they should sell these figures of our Quest and Queens. Like, I would buy them. What are they waiting for? So they they did make um, enamel pins that I really mm -hmm. want of each of the characters. I would absolutely do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, sh shout out non-spawn um, custom uh, uh, custom mini generator that you can order from. I've got a couple from them. Uh, Hero Forge. It's an incredible website that you get to um, create your character from top to bottom. And actually a lot of those mini i think actually everybody uh all of the player characters um their minis are um hero forge which is really cool. cool so they were custom um designs from that website nice all right let's talk about some of them scorpion man has more legs than a bucket of chicken and uh now i see now why she's been doing um the nara and they've been doing it uh, not my type but the stinger stings okay. real good you no know, all it? leg no dairy there it is um we have Zarya Hex looking like Scarlet Witch on crack. Yes. Morgan of the Glaring Sun is skinty and flying. A hundred percent. Hina of Everdeep is lesbian realness. She got the hook. She does got the hook. And finally, it's Uncle Carwin suited up for battle. Um, he, had, he did have time to get dressed. He did have time to get dressed. Thank God. Um, uh, but... Yeah, I mean, it's it's so funny because now you have to think about it in the perspective of the Queens. This is probably their first time seeing the mini, like seeing um, um, what these NPCs look like. We get the right. art at home, um, but it's not necessarily, they just get like a verbal description of everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm always really curious. And one of my favorite things is, it's, it's like when you're, um, the movie adaptation of the book comes out and you're like, well, that's not at all how I pictured this character. But I'm curious if they, if they had that same reaction. Now, 
our questing queens are going to get to see their little figurines. Um, I thought they were going to be in tears. They're, they're, they they really enjoy themselves. Yeah. Um, princess is Barry. Is 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 Barry? Did you did I hear that right? Yeah, Barry, Barry Bootcamp. What? Oh, Barry. <laughs> Please welcome the stage, Barry Bootcamp. Barry Bootcamp. Um, yeah, no, I love that mini. It's so I think it's so funny. I just it's, um, it's such a great so character. We're gonna learn that Monet had an idea to use their gifted D twenty die this time around. Um, it's the dawning of the age of Diquarius. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> is it going to bring them luck if they win brilliant idea if they lose they were rigged they were rigged from the beginning right yes absolutely i mean the what was the what was the moment where alaska said that these these dice are weighted they right. got a little controller in the back just but, like the weighted wheel on drag race all stars eight yeah absolutely it, it, you mean the one that's on a motor mm-hmm the queens are going to place their minis on the stone in the order they would like to be standing in. They have decided to be standing side by side. Now, as an expert in this game, is it smart? Well, tactically, uh, you have to think about what you're up against. So, so Zarya, probably a spellcaster. So you mean lots of AOE. So clumping is not great. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when you're standing so close. Um, but then also none of them have the propensity to heal right so well i mean i guess uh uh like they're not like full spellcaster or full healers like a cleric or a paladin or whatever um so i don't know i mean yeah maybe maybe holding hands and like singing red rover was not the best we will learn that each square equates to about five meters uh, so for example if princess moves 40 feet that's eight squares um so friends get mathing um, I'm very bad at math, uh, so. Did they thanks, say Brendan. meters or feet? Or feet. I believe it's. it's That's I think the it's feet. feet. You're, you're uh, right. Because I five meters. Five, five, five like, meters would be like that. Would be um, march. Did you ever do marching band? That'd oh, be like sure marching band in. steps. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That's why my knees are terrible because of the heel toe. Yeah, that's why your knees are terrible. It is. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, I have I have tendonitis in both my knees because my knees from marching band did not match my knees from swimming because they wanted to go different uh, directions and use be used differently. So. Well, well, I, I you know you just had to swap out your knees. That's you know. Um, Honestly, it's about did you time. Have a drawer I drawer full some, of knees. I, I should probably get a couple new ones. Now, Bob is going to be asking about the space in between, and we learn they are very deadly. Empty void opens that falls into empty nothingness. So, yes, they are on floating platforms. Yeah, 100%. Or just, Naturally. like, so this castle could be made into whatever, so why not, not, why not include, like, a depth fall? I exactly. love the idea. You're a big Doctor Who fan. I love sure the idea of something not looking anything like uh, it does on the outside. On the I'm outside. sure a big fan of it. Now, Brandon will tell them that their spells and attack ranges can be found in their cards. Also, standing Brandon is giving off cool teacher vibes. When he stands up and instructs the class, I was like, oh, you're like that cool fifth grade teacher that I had. Like, uh, you're cool. You're fun. No I more camp that. counselor. I had a... Um, um, I had a teacher once that had a tendency to um, lean on, like lean on the desks um, as she was yeah. talking to people with her full ass just in people's face. And I was just like, as a, a, a young gay 
the teenager not like having it just it just being like ew and then other people were just like it was so weird it was such yeah. a weird interaction just basically being mooned in the face I love that Brennan is going to give them permission to ask questions because he knows this is the ultimate battle and he wants good content. So no stray jujube moves this time around. No stray jujube moves. It's full on, full on uh, uh, railroading, uh, bowling with the uh, the bumper zone. Now we will get to it, but we will have one at least one moment where uh, things did get fixed. Otherwise, we would have a very interesting campaign. Um, but yeah. for the most part, they, they finally caught on. Yeah, I completely agree. But I, I think, well, th- that's the thing is that most of their fights have been, we talked about theater of the mind, right? Mm-hmm. So having the visual element, it's like, now here's the, the board game of yeah. it. You know, you get the visual representations and both are beneficial in their own right and make for very different uh, forms of gameplay. Um, but, you know, it's going to be an adjustment period. They're still all new. It is time to christen christen the new dice with an initiative roll for combat. We get a 12, 26, 13, and 12. And that is going to be the order that they are going to be going in. Um, and Bob is going to realize uh, they're not fighting Brennan. He's, he, he, he's a frenemy now. Um, the dungeon master is collaborator and opponent. So as Jujubee says, master of manipulation. <laughs> I see you future ma- dungeon master right there. Um, I got both eyes on you. Mm-hmm. um i have is. no idea what you mean i have nothing but the best intentions yeah. and um it'll be perfectly fine no conflict whatsoever of course. you're just gonna wake up and choose chaos daisies and roses and bubblegums and raindrops <laughs> we will break into combat and twyla will act first followed by troy and princess and gertrude have the same initiative so they can decide who goes first and gertie will go first in that combo so Twyla looks and sees assembled the enemies. Zarya Hex steps forward and she says she's ready to pull the wings from her back. Oh, hell no. She's vicious. That was violent. That whole, yeah. like, that whole, like, it, I think you're just kind of seeing a lot of uh, um, Brennan's villain monologues because mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. four, villain, four villains in one spot. It's, it's really, really terrifying to watch that switch. Jujubee will ask for clarification about her first move where she has her attack increased by 10 as the extra attack deals more damage. It can either be weapon or magic. And I think having Jujubee go first was smart because she was going to be the one who needed the most clarification and allowed Brandon to teach people like me a little bit of how this is about to roll. Correct, because if Jujubee went last, she would still ask the same question. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Brandon takes off his enemy hat, puts on his friend hat to tell her that Summon Beast and Hunter's Mark are great options. And I, too, like Jujubee, always want to summon the Beast. She's on. Get ready, friends. Yeah, yeah. Summon the Beast. I feel like that's... I just Every time I hear the word Beast, I think of Alyssa Edwards now. It's been ruined. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) After warning her, she cannot cast two levels of spells on the same turn, but Hunter's Mark is a bonus action. So the most efficient turn for her is to use Hunter's Mark first and then cast... um, uh, three attacks with damage. So we're going to do that. We're going to do that. Um, thank you, Brennan, okay. for making sure it didn't go off the rails on the first turn. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's, it's, it's, a, it's difficult. There's, you, they're starting to talk about a, like action economy and like the, the efficiency of doing things. And this is like the next level of intermediate play. I think that they're, they're really catching on. And I just think it's so fun to watch. It was a genius move for an amateur. 
No editing out of the coaching. No, none. None whatsoever. Before we get Twilight to make her move, Gertie wants to know if Kerwin is fighting them or going back and forth, so it's going to be an insight check. She says she has a friend spell that only works for those who aren't hostile against you. The role is a four. His angle? He's enemy. Um, and Monet compares the response to asking Eureka a question. You don't get a clear answer. The shade. That's the shade. That's a, you know what's so funny? Is that like that is some a shade like a shady comment that you don't understand unless you know Eureka. So it's like it's like the punchline is hit or miss. You're just mm. being shady at that point. Like that is yeah. so funny. Twyla will target Zarya as Brennan brings out a mythical ruler. No joke. What the fuck was that thing? I loved it. I think the uh, the the measuring rules are are especially when you start working in three dimensions, which is what mm-hmm. happens when you're building up. Like it's it's just so much easier to have those tools to actually have a visual representation because squares are hard. Like to kind of figure out like what exactly does this mean? Um, I don't know. I think it's I think it's so. Will so you fun. be having one? Um, we're gonna be. I mean, I have uh, those types of stuff. I used to have little platforms for like flying <laughs> characters that you could do, like they have. Um, but for my uh, uh, podcast, it's gonna be all theater of the mind. So all right, I'm all right. do some mental math. Okay, bring my calculator. <laughs> Twyla will move closer, and she has the ability to go higher and elevate because she can fly. She hovers up 13 feet, which is one bob. One Bob or one princess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so rather, it's now 33.33 feet. And she's soaring over the battlefield. Uh, no joke, she got a rigged stand to prove it. Look at this art department. So good. So I good. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. As Monet points out, if she plays D&D with people, it will never be this impressive. But if they invite Brennan over, they want this to be constantly um, this good. But he just disappoints his friends. Look, I mean... Brandon's really making us other DMs look real shitty. It's uh, but yeah. well, I love that he even says that like when he rolls up with the the whiteboard and the Moncala beads, people are disappointed. Like it's the team. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it, that's what does. But it's setting a high standard, man. It is. Twilight casts Hunter's Mark on Zarya, where every time she hits her, she will deal an additional one d six damage. Twilight centers herself in the sky. She has one leg up, and she makes a sound effect that sounds like the start of the chorus of Jungle Kitty by Bibi Zahara Benet. <laughs> um, yeah, Jungle Kitty, great track, great track. So good. Um, mm-hmm. honestly, I I uh love gibberish in yeah. any way. Uh, I think I think scatting's fun. I think Simlish is yeah. fun. As, as an award-winning uh, lyricist myself, the when she won that challenge, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" But, but hey. that's what. But that's what it takes. I mean, she. I, that's that is the true definition of camp. She is just absolutely bulldozing in the direction of her dreams. Dare <laughs> I say, she's pussy, bitch. She's she's pussy, bitch. All right, angry red glitter and fairy magic hits Zarya in the face, just how she likes it. We get three attack rolls on Zarya on the D20. First is a 24. The first arrow flies as Zarya goes for a counter spell of shield spell. The mark is so true that it flies through the shield and hits her. The second roll is a 23. Third roll is 18. Zarya Hex's armor is an 18. Uh, that's her intel. 
We have more damage rolls from Twyla, who gets an extra dice from her dungeon daddy. Uh, yes, that is what she called him. With the D8 and the D6 and the D6, she adds 18 to all the dice. 4 plus 4 plus 7 plus 5 plus 3 plus 2 plus 6. 31 plus 18 is 49 points of damage on Zarya. Uh, there was a lot of math going on in that moment. I was like, until we saw later on that he has a computer in fucking front of him, I was like, he's not that smart. Yeah, he, computer. But he, I, fair. Uh, I, um, I get flashbacks. I work as a manager at uh, a steakhouse and I have to mm -hmm. do lots of like money counting and I've had to learn Excel sheets. So what you just read off just gave me <laughs> flashbacks to what I put into the cells of Excel. I have a I'm degree just... in uh, Excel spreadsheets. You have a degree in? Oh, yes, God. I have a degree of, uh, of from a bachelor of fine arts in stage management. Oh boy. Yeah, I, I have. That was my life. I have multiple degrees of trauma from Excel. Mm -hmm. All right, Zarya is going to vomit 10 gallons of blood. She is struggling <laughs> to live. It's what she deserves. Uh, the animation of this moment, that is what the judges are looking for. The arrows in the neck. Zarya is missing half of her hit points. Um, there is a lot of after effects that they do for this that I was like, I, I live for it. It was really well done. It's so fun. I love it because because they literally keep that set in and then they get shots of the different the minis. And I'm just imagining them like I want that camera to be zoomed out just a little bit more so I could just see grown adults playing with toys. Yeah. yeah. So fun. now I, I will admit to you that the other night I watched um the Dungeons and Dragons movie with Chris Pine. I'm so proud of you. And I watching this, I was like, wait, no, that was cute and all, but give me the Tim Burton claymation version. Oh, that would be fucking incredible. Yeah. Claymation yeah. animated adventures on a quest. I think that's fucking awesome. You know what you should listen to? Um, um, you know what? I'm not even going to say it because I completely forgot the name. That's it's all right. Hulu show. Crossing Swords. It's a... Okay, yes, uh, yes, yes. It's been uh, on my list, I think. I don't... So fucking funny. And it's literally wooden dolls in, in a fantasy world, but like kind of like robot chicken-esque. Okay, um, very cute. Very good. Very, very good. All right. Does Zarya have any words for Twyla? Nope. She's just vomiting blood. She's gagging, literally. Gagging. Uh, love it. Our enemy leaps into action. It's Kerwin. He's ready to drag her soul. He flies into a rage, leaps up onto a platform as the stone cracks underneath him. He is now on the same plane as Twyla. He is about five feet past from where he can jump and hit her. Royanne is now going to have her turn. She wants to attack cousin Kiki. Sounds personal. But Uncle Kirk Kirk tried to fuck her up, so she has something for his ass, too. Yeah. It is prestidigitation time oh my god i'm so proud of you first try i've Look. been practicing just for you okay so next time you have to get my government last name have you seen uh, that? Ooh, that one might be a little harder we'll we'll, we'll try uh, we'll work on it it is uh, uh, it, for anybody of, i'm gonna i'm gonna do this at, at, at michael block speed ready i'm gonna spell my last name a-n-d-r-z-e-j-e-w-s-k-i that is my last name and We'll get there. Get, get, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Monet will try to get it, but she can't. She's just, it's not her for her. 
but it's not a spell that will work for her as she has more potent abilities. So instead, she can shoot her arrows 150 feet and hit anyone on the board, but some would have cover from her. So what does she do now? Jump, climb. We're going to get a DC 15 acrobatics to attempt to scale a sheer column. We get a two plus an eight for 10. It's not good, folks. Not great. Not great. So as Tryon attempts to go up the side of the column, she gets halfway as she feels cold stone of the underworld sapping the strength from her limbs. Will she stay on the partial point where her range is limited or leap off and use her remaining movement to go back the way she came from? She's decided that she's going to stay there. You said cold stone and now I want ice cream. Oh yeah, I did say that. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite flavor? Um, my favorite flavor, I don't know if they have it at Cold Stone. My favorite flavor of ice cream, just period, point blank, is always black raspberry chocolate chip. Oh, a nice, nice, nice. It's, um, yeah, what's yours? I always go with coffee, and if they have Heath Bar, put them together. Oh, word. Yeah. Love yeah, that. Good. I also love coffee and love, toffee. I love a good dark chocolate ice cream mm-hmm. with like York peppermint patties in it. Ooh, that's fun. Ooh, so good. Anyways, all right. Now, we, we, I, I did bypass this a little bit before, but I want to uh, take a pause here and, and talk to us a little bit about movement and how the movement works into each player's turn. Correct. So um, the way I think this is a perfect time to uh, just talk about combat in general. Yeah. Um, so the way that uh, uh, D&D works is first, you got to ask yourself a question. Are you in combat or are you out of combat or are you in a high speed stressful situation like a chase or or this that and the other uh or are you relaxed uh, making decisions taking your time doing whatever uh if you are in combat you're in what we call an encounter okay so every person obviously you're noticing is is has their own turns um and you roll initiative to determine the turn order now when we start to talk about movement is that uh uh on each person's turn they get three different types of actions, okay? So uh, you have your action, you have your bonus action, and then you have your movement. Your movement can be, you could do these in any order. You can split up your movement between, before, and uh, uh, all of your actions. Um, and uh, uh, every person gets a different like movement speed. So most people are 30 feet. Um, so you can move at most 30 feet at any time in a round or in mm-hmm. your turn. Um, then your action is going to be a lot of like spell casting, attacking. Uh, your bonus action is going to be like a quick thing that you can kind of do on the side. Um, and then outside of your turn, you have what we call reactions. This is where you're going to see like shield, counterspell, uh, opportunity attack. So this is all... Uh, that's it's, that's what we start to talk about this action economy like we had addressed earlier on. What is the most efficient turn that you can do? Right. So if you want to split up your movement so that you're not right next to uh, a huge hazard, absolutely do that. But um, using your action, your bonus action, and your movement wisely will help you have the most efficient turn. It's not like a board game where you roll a die and then you move five spots. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's 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 like every person has a, their walking speed, their movement speed, and um and you use that to determine how much you can go each turn. Right. All right. So Tryan, can she use her spell of wind to knock Kerwin down? Well, he, he would take one d six damage every 
10 feet he fell. There's three to six damage if he hit the platform. It's high risk, high reward. If Kerwin falls, he would fall into the abyss. It's a great idea, but Troyan is keeping her friend in mind as she wants Princess to deal some damage on Kerwin. So what about sending her win to Cousin Kiki? Now, obviously, this could have changed the entire outcome of the game if she decided not to be so kind to her friend Princess. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just really interesting to see, like, where do you have your, like, everybody has their own personal vendetta right as a and, and as a as a personified as a enemy and you have to balance that out is that like look like i'm still working as a team here and right. like the first thing brennan says is that you all learned that you know you'll be better off working together as a team but they did, ended up like forming great friendships out of it um Meanwhile, me, if anyone got in the way and I had a chance to kill Ghost Boy, no, 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 no. It's my kill. No one's touching it. It's mine. Oh, come on. That Ghost Boy was a twink. You you would not be killing it right out. There would be hesitations. There would be a little bit of hesitation because I would see him and be like, oh, my God, I still miss you. And then be like, no, you ruined my <laughs> life. No, <I> can't. <laughs> Twinks um, will always ruin your life. Always. All right. We got the Storm of Dungeons and Dragons, aka Troyan. She's getting her gust of wind. It's automatic spell that uh, that uses it on a diagonal to move the enemies even closer. We have strength saving throws from our dungeon master. The difficulty is at 15. Q, no good deed goes unpunished from wicked. Um, didn't know they had the rights for it, but good for them. Melikanamanatum, Melikanamanatum. I it's it's so funny how often that they are making these references i'm like oh you're you're going you're going dangerously close to that like three second rule um, <laughs> i so apologize funny. in advance yeah right now morgan is going to resist as she glares and says that her witchcraft of the deep sea will do nothing here zarya and her blood vomit will face plant fall down the stairs as she gets dangerously close to the bottom of the stairs she had it coming, only had herself to blame. And finally, Kiki. This is the huge one. Will she resist the spell? She's not very good at this as this is all strength and she's all dexterity, but she has one ability to save herself, but we'll get to it. The roll is a five. The wind takes her off her feet. She will use a special ability reaction to attempt to resist it with dexterity. The roll is a five. Kina tries to use the chain hook, but she sails off into the open abyss. Cousin Kiki is gone. Bye. Goodbye. Um, yeah. Like at least so she, what's she, the Nara thinking? Is she not entertained? Now, Renan jokes that they should do a group performance check to see if they are doing all these stylish moves enough for her to golf clap or even wag that finger and yas in the, in the abyss. Is there a chance she can sail back? Now, friends, as I wrote here, like Game of Thrones, if I don't see the body, bitch ain't dead. No, it's so real. And that is a trick that every dungeon master will use um, where like, and just be hyper vigilant and make sure that you see that body. Make sure that you give it a little extra in mm -hmm. too, because even then, when uh, in a world where even undead exists, like it's gonna be full on American Horror Story coven, bitch, I'm back. 
Oh, God. Trianne will save her bonus action as you, you can only use one an hour. And we will learn that uh, this is basically an hour in battle terms. Yeah, I mean, like, well, wait, so what was that one more time? You said it was an hour in battle terms? That basically what their game that they're playing, they, they're not going to be able to do extra things here and there because time. Yeah, because it's like bullet time. So the way that right. they, 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 they break this down is that every turn is like six seconds or so. Actually, in that Dungeons & Dragons movie, there's a video going around where someone's counting out out loud um, that final bottle, battle. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if there's going to be spoilers. I don't even remember the bitch's name. But essentially, they were... It was like everybody was taking their turn and doing something, and it was a really cool nod to see what a D and D fight would look like in real time instead of bullet time, because there's just so much happening at once. It's true. It's true. Gertrude is next to act. What will she do? She has noticed that Little Miss of the Sun has been unscathed, and she is ready to be scathed. Gertie has a lot of range in her moves. She wants to start with Eldritch Blast, which is 120, and will get a boost as her first attack. It is too early to fireball, but GGB is like, it's never too early for fireball. Fireball. <laughs> Listen, I love me some fireball. I, I do. I, do. It's I good. really do, too. I feel like everybody has had like a bad day on fireball. <laughs> well, oh, you're fully, drinking... fully. But I mean, here's the thing. I also misspoke. If you're, you're if you're drinking Fireball during the day, it's a bad day. Uh, I think some, some people have even had bad nights on Fireball. But I love yeah. a good like Fireball and Coke. It tastes like cinnamon candy. I'm here for it. Um, fireball and rum chata. <gasps> cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, so good. That's what it is. It's very good. I'm, I apologize. I'm sorry. Yeah, all my lactose intolerant friends. Sorry. <laughs> The danger of Fireball is hitting the rock, a.k.a. Scorpentar. Uh, he's not on a side, necessarily, as Thanara is just here for the entertainment. Uh, as they say, he's giving extra special gets Judge Ennery. It's Leah Remini. Yes. Or uh, when you said, for your entertainment, I was thinking Adam Lambert. Of course. Adam Lambert, <laughs> uh, guest judge on Drag Race Down Under. Absolutely. New face of queen. Mm -hmm. So good. Now, Brennan has a bag of tricks and shows us just how big Gertie's fireball is. Uh, damn, that thing is explosive. Yeah, absolutely. And as for the July just passed, not just passed, we all know what an explosion and how much damage they can do. My mom used to work at the ER. Yeah. Um, who the hell is Eldrick Blast? Well, she might go visit Miss Morgan of the Sun, but we have Brennan suggest Scorching Ray instead, as it will allow three blasts to hit one, two, or three targets. So please welcome to the stripper stage, Scorching Ray. Scorching Ray. You know what? Okay, this is maybe just for me and all the other D&D &D, uh, nerds out there. I want to know how uh, Bob or Gertrude got Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast is a warlock uh, cantrip. Ooh. And um and so there's a way that you can be like an uh like get extra spells through like feats and stuff, but like that's it's just very interesting because usually uh I don't think it's she's multi-classing. I think that that would be a very difficult thing to do uh for uh for little newbies, but um Eldritch Blast, that's such an interesting cantrip for a sorcerer to have. 
to be fair, I almost included that in, in my list. Uh, and then I realized, oh, wait, I had two things accidentally uh, clicked when I was going through my list. So oh, how to redo fair, things. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, website. All right, Gertrude wants to ensure Morgan can't help Cousin Kiki. So their three shots are on Morgan. With a new staff, she will add plus nine to her rolls. We get a 20, 21, and 15. Two hits, but one miss. With a 6D, we get a 2 and a 3 and a 2 and a 2. That's 9. Streaking flames look like an oil slick. Hit Morgan square in the chest. And Morgan tells her that the fire waits for her wicked soul. Moving on. For Princess to act, she would like to jump up on the structure and fly into a rage and attack. Now, talk to me about the rage. Rage. Okay, so rage is a barbarian uh, uh, ability that you take your bonus action to rage and it lasts for I think one minute, which is 10 rounds. Um, and essentially what you do is you do extra damage. You get an uh, advantage on strength checks. Um, you gain uh, resistance to bludgeoning, piercing and slashing damage. Um, so it turns you into like, uh, you know, like uh, if, if you play video games or anybody out there that's familiar with video games, are they familiar with the different like role types, right? So you've got your healer, your supports, your DPS, which is damage per second, dealing lots of damage very quickly. You've got your uh, tanks, which are people that can take a lot of damage. Um, and so for example, this is essentially the barbarian feature that turns it into a high damage dealing uh, class and a uh a very tanky class they do if you notice they talk a lot about how princess has a shit ton of hit points so rage even cuts right. down a lot of that damage as well she will do an athletics check as she rolls 17 and 16 she gets it she leaps the stone platform and the whole building shakes she gets to the edge and it's a face-off versus evil uncle kerwin will she leap or ready in action now Kerwin has a ready action, so she will stay at the ready as well. She read him successfully, and he wasted a turn. Um, you want to talk about what that means, is the ready action. Ready to action is a way that you can spend your action to declare that something you want to do something. Um, and uh, when that, like, so say, for example, uh, I'm out of movement. I've used all my 30 feet. I don't want to use my action to dash because there's nowhere to go. Uh, and uh, I also don't want, I don't want to like waste an attack if uh, I get there and then I just get pummeled and whatever, right? right. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to stay away and I'm going to ready an attack for if an enemy comes close and within range, right? So then you're readying as an action and then as you're, reaction that that action that you can take outside of your turn if the trigger happens then you can um you can let loose you could get to attack outside of your turn this is about action economy we talked about that that's a, if you don't want to waste your uh, actions and your attacks you can do this as an option but, so th this is um, this is your way to play defense correct or, or or just like uh uh optimizing all of your attacks because if you don't even try to attack then maybe you'll miss out an opportunity if they end up coming closer to you well Carmen ain't happy he will ask her why she ran as he could have put her to rest with the rest of the family he tells her that he hated living in the sickening clan the house of sniveling do-gooders he's going to put her in a grave and she just 
shrugs him off. Just shrugs him off. I think this guy needs therapy. Yeah, I think so too. Now we have Alakaronis. He's going to roar and charge and leap on into the platform and take some swings at both Princess and Kerwin. Uh, this is the rock on steroids. Princess sees a massive stinger that hits her to get 11 damage total. Morgan's tip flames as she's ready to unleash Holy Fury, but she has to waste her turn as she go and try to rescue Kina in the abyss. See, I told you, watch out for the lack of body. Yeah, no, 100%. But, but, but it's, it's just so interesting because like, that is truly wasting a turn. It's not net zero, right? Or like, or, right. uh, you know, it's not like you, you're, uh, just because there's a chance Kina will come back, that doesn't mean it's not a partial win in some way. So what he right. means by like, what she's wasting her turn. We don't know what Morgan can do up to this point. And mm -hmm. we won't know, and, and if it's big and, and bad and scary, um, then maybe they avoided some, bad shit happening because she's got to go rescue her ally. Zarya is on death's door, has blood weaving into her gown. She looks up at Twilight and says, you have it with you. She can smell the seed of the all blossom. She says the power I yield cannot be resisted. She releases a bolt of lightning a hundred feet long. Time for a dexterity saving throw from Twilight. She will get a four plus eight. That's 12. She's going to get hit. Yeah. Now, Brandon has a lot of dice to roll. Twyla flies overhead as Zarya hits 28 points of lightning damage. She's fine. Tis but a flesh wound. Tis but a fucking flesh It's like that when um, like Tom and Jerry, like he actually mm -hmm. like, sticks like a, a fork in the, the outlet right. or whatever, and he like gets zapped and he's all like charred. And yeah, that's that's how I imagine Twyla at the end of this. She has 16 points left. The will-o'-wisps surround her as she has not succumbed to the lightning spell. She is still aloft, flight unchanged. Zarya will try to retreat, but she will only get back a couple feet. We're going to go back to the top, and it's time for Twyla. Is she going to kill her? Buddy Bear is coming. That cat tree's ass is going to shove that bitch into the abyss. So good. We're going to see Buddy Bear as a figure, and the joy from Jujubee. It is cat tree. Um, as Bob says, the NAR works hard, but D20 works harder. 100%. I, the emotions of all of this is, is just so, so amazing. And I, I want to talk a little bit more about it later, but she's, I love Jujupe so much. And her, her love for this, like, summoned creature is just the cutest. Zarya steps to the edge, surrounded by blood magic. She wants the seeds as her final victory, but behind her, Buddy Bear does shove attack. Zarya wields incredible magical power, but what she lacks in raw strength and friends. Hashtag samesies. In the Box of Doom, Zarya will roll a strength check. She gets 16. Twilight can move closer, so Buddy Bear can use pack tactics. Where the closer it is to an ally, it has its own advantage. Twilight moves forward 30 feet and stays hovered. She rolls twice with advantage. It needs to be 12 or higher. First, it's a 16. Rolls again, it's a 17. Twilight sees Zarya has come 20 feet away from the seed of the All Blossom. She's going all Gollum. It's my precious, as Twilight's just going to taunt her. Twyla looks at Buddy Bear, tells her that she loves him. He purrs back at her, and Buddy Bear claws the bitch off. Claws the bitch. I love, I love the trope of like a cute 
dog or lion or like big like companion that is just adorable and then just absolutely fucking ruthless. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Zarya falls and her one chance of life is lost as Morgan's already saving Kina. She fucking hates cats. One less enemy, add a cat. Twyla has succeeded at her mission and has defeated Zarya Hex. Yeah, well, that's what you get for being a dog person. Just kidding, I'm a dog yeah. person. <gasps> I'm a dog person too. All right, we move over to current foe Hammer, who leaps forward and attempts to kick Princess backward. It isn't a pose athletics check. He rolls 219, so that's a 20. Uh, two, uh, I don't even know. Um, I don't know what the math is because that's not mathing in my notes right now. But Twyla needs to get a 26 or higher on athletics. If she fails by 10 or more, he will knock her off into the abyss. First roll is an 18. She's good. Kerwin doesn't knock her back, but flips over her, hits her with some sword play. Deals 26 points of damage, but since he's in rage, it's only 13. Imagine if that were anybody other than Princess. 26 yeah. points of damage from one swing? Yeah, gone. That's insane. Troyan is up. She's ready to jump, but she has to use an athletics or acrobatics to clear the distance. She has to clear the abyss in order to hit Kerwin. She needs to get a 15. What did she roll? She rolled a five. Time to save this bitch. Now, Brennan will laugh and says this might be a great time to use the action surge. It won't cost her any extra action, but he will allow her to re-roll the acrobatics as part of her move. Please welcome to the stage, Ben Evelyns. A hundred percent. Guard guard rail. (laughs) Like, it was almost over for her at this moment. Ben Ben Evelyn's is actually a real it's a really fucking great drag king name. Right. So right. I, I have really stupid drag king names. Um one of them is Idris Elbow. Um love it. Love it. Only elbow cutouts. Everything, everything that he wears is just has an elbow cutout for no apparent reason. Just I'm here for it. I love for it. The brand. The re-roll is a 10. Troyan flips like she's Simone Biles. She can see Troyan and Kerwin. Can she split the difference? She's got a lightning javelin, which allows her to throw it in a line. She will use an arcane shot to hit Kerwin and lightning javelin cost, uh, javelin cousin Kiki, which will also hit Morgan. With a ranged weapon attack at plus 11, the roll is 14, that's 25. Troyan lets loose by Lucy LaDuca as she takes the javelin out of her Batman holster, spins around, gets on one knee, she throws the lightning through the rock's legs, around the column, and strikes Kiki in the titty. I just, you know, when I pictured this, um, I was imagining the song, uh, I Need a Hero. Uh, I, I think that was mainly that. But if you think about it, very similar tempo to Let Loose by Lucy LaDuca. And... Honestly, equally as effective as a, as a background. So it's like, let loose. I mean, that's... that's It's 80s inspired. It is. It's so good. She's going to roll a four, four D6s for the lightning damage. Four, two, four, two. That's 12. For Kina, it's nine additional damage. Brennan says that she can affect the rock scorpion man, but she don't want to do that. We're going to learn that Troyan did a Ms. Cracker roll, got back up on our knees, and takes her longbow to aim at Kerwin. The attack roll is 7 plus 11 for 18. It hits them. The grasping arrow roll, it's an 8 plus 11 for 19. And now she gets to roll two 8Ds. Uh, 
260 and then add 12 after mc scat cat's appearance our numbers are one four five and three we have 25 points of damage to kerwin kerwin gets wrapped up by poison Go ahead. Uh, I was just I was just gonna make a stupid joke. Next time I go to go Fred Manger, uh, uh, I'm gonna get a Miss Cracker roll. I love it. Uh, Kerwin gets wrapped up by poisonous venomous vines that drag him down on one knee. Gertrude will take ten steps forward and one step back. Hashtag Paul Abdul. Uh, she will use Fireball, which will give her eight d6 fire damage. So we're gonna send the kids to camp. AKA share the dice. I have never heard of this term before. It is so funny. I love that. Well, because for me, it's like uh, dropping the kids off at the pool is, you know, doing mm-hmm, your business, mm-hmm. doing yes. your business in the bathroom. But I love sending your kids. That's so wholesome. And then, then they were all like chatting to the dice. They're just like, well, here you go. Have fun. Now, I will say, because they needed this moment for this moment to happen, they had to keep the cameras on where they did. And you will notice, please peep, Jujubee yawning. Oh my she was God. yawning. It's, been a, it's a long day. It's been Come a long. On. We have a three, a one, a one, a five, a five, a three, a two, and a one. That's 21. Both Morgan and Kina get 21 after failing their saving throws. Her body is taken over as she closes her eyes as the heat comes out of all pores as her fire flies over and hits her. Blood pours out of their scorched body as they are both below their hit points. She'll move a step back so she's no longer close to the edge. Because Gertrude don't like to be close to the edge. I don't know. I mean... Princess. Yeah. You're good. Oh, no, I was just saying uh, she's clearly not that into edging. No, not at all. Princess is up next, and she's still raging. She can bonus action frenzy and attack three times. She will roll her 23 times. She's offered to go reckless, but she passes. Her rolls are 19 for 28, 9 for 18, and 12 for 21. Three hits. The damage will be D12 with a plus 8. She rolls three times. We have 17, 9, and 15. Kerwin is badly hurt. She says, Merry Christmas, motherfucker, as she axes him. So good. My friends and I have finally get our catchphrase from Princess. It's so good. My friends and I have this bit where we will uh, pick random holidays and then just as a casual greeting, we'll say Happy Valentine's Day or fucking like uh, Happy President's Day. Just, Love just that. for no context whatsoever. So fun. She will also roll a d6 for the push attack. It's a one. Kerwin has to make a strength roll. If he fails, he can be pushed 15 feet in any direction. Is it the end of the line for him? Well, with a plus seven, he needs a nine or higher. It's a seven. Princess has the spirits of her family and her friends as she pushes Kerwin as she says, Happy New Year. He's pushed in the middle of the open expanse. He was one foe hammer away from ruling. The shadows he sent there welcome him into the abyss. Two down. Give it up for Princess. That's what we call in the business a twofer. Our friend the Scorpion will send a tail attack toward Princess, but her barbarian senses have her duck in the nick of time. He will go to attack Troyan, and one of the hits is a nat 20. That's double damage. First, it's a nine. Now, in this moment, Bob is like, I can shield 
To which Brandon is like, it's only for you until he says, fuck it. I don't want it to be true. It's BLM's world and he can do whatever he wants. It really is. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, that's the number one thing. I think Brennan, there's so many memes going around that are, uh, uh, what is it said? What is it? How you parent your kids versus how you babysit your, like, uh, like kids when they're over. And it's, Brennan is not, Brennan is a ruthless DM sometimes, but he yep. knows so He's so good at reading the room and he will challenge very, very good players and will be like, like, fuck all of you. I'm going to, I'm going to literally destroy your lives and make it torturous. And then for them, I just, I love that he's got so much kindness. It it does make it really fun for them to play. And I, I would almost compare this to, I don't know, like RuPaul deciding candy, candy, wait, I'm not done yet. A hundred percent. Or even somebody even also compared it to Gordon Ramsay when he's uh, on Hell's <laughs> Kitchen versus when he's doing like teaching kids. Like it's right. so it's so funny. So he's going to tell her if she gets an Arcana check of 15, he'll let her change the rules of the game. It's a six plus seven for a 13. She tried. She tried. She I, tried. I, love, I love the creative element, but you know, not everything's going to work. Not everything's going to succeed. Troyan feels the attempted shield, but it's not strong enough. She is hit for nine. And then a critical hit of 24 for a total of 33. Heal yourself, Mary. She's got 12 points left. It's dangerous. It's Morgan time. She will fly as she drops Kina on the platform. She says she's going to enjoy this as she attacks Troyan. Uh, should we start praying? Is she going to die? You can't kill Troyanna with an hour left of uh, show content. No, no, no. We're making content here. They could have killed Troyanna in episode one. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what, what would happen? What would happen if, if Monet just died? Would they just say, hey, like, you can sit here and watch? <laughs> I I love, uh, if there's ever a chance, I don't think Brennan would have let it got to get to that. But there are games where they're like, all right, you're going to make your character and a backup character because... Yeah. Um, there's this when there are stakes at like it, like in the play, then then it makes the game more intense and therefore more fun to play. Um, mm-hmm. When that's what you're going for, it's usually not what you want to do for beginner games. Um, so if somebody wanted to die, I mean, I mean, watch literally the first episode or one of the first episodes of uh, Dimension Twenty uh, Fantasy High. I think that there's a perfect example of that when somebody dies and the way that Brennan actually flips it on its head is very, very cool narratively. Well, this moment was very much giving Angela Bassett doing her thing. First attack, I miss. Second attack, a natural one. Third attack, box of doom. She needs a nine or higher. It's a 16. The time has come to find out the damage. It's a plus four. We get a five and a five. It's 14 points of damage. Troyan is unconscious. Gets her right in the pussy. You got you right in the pussy. I, that's such a, it's such a strong choice to, yes. uh, to open up your nether regions to that level of mutilation. Yeah. Even in fantasy. We are back to the top Twilight's term. Now let's recoup and figure out what's what and who's who, how we can salvage our fallen Troyan. Twilight says that she was planning on healing herself, but she can only heal the wounds of her allies. 
Phew, it's time to heal Troy M. She has one first level spell slot left. It's cure wounds. She's got to cure her sis. Juju so B will roll 1d8 and add 4. Our roll gives us an 8, so we have 12. We're going to learn here that the circle of life is, in fact, an oval. I so insane. So insane. The brain of that chaotic lady is just wild. Twyla has sacrificed one of her greatest resources, which is distance and flight, as she touches Troyan to bring her back to life. She's giving circles, which she learned in her dance class. She says, sis, I got you as fairy light and jasmine. Save her, girl." So cute. And she wants to know if Katri can do something. What will Buddy Bear do? Well, he can do whatever people and creatures can do, we learn in this moment. Uh, fuck? Can Buddy Bear fuck? Probably. I'm just saying. I mean, he probably would want to fuck Scorpion Man. I know a couple furries out there that, that that might be into into Buddy Bear. Is he a cat? Is he a tree? Is he a bear? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? All right. So they want the scorpion to get away from them as he's attacking whoever's close by. Morgan and Kiki are still in the field to destroy. Buddy Bear will attack with an advantage. She will roll her d20 twice. And we have a five and a three. He leaps as Kina shields herself. With Kerwin dead, it's now time for Troyan. She can either take her potion and heal or try to finish Kina off. What a decision. What, what, what would you do? It's either revenge or, you know, live. I mean, that, that's the huge fucking, fucking risk of this game. It's like, but honestly, like, I, I'm, I'm the big person that just wants to, to, to push the big red button. I can, anytime, any sort of opportunity for, for, doing something that you can't do in real life like like i don't know enacting the most cathartic revenge on somebody so good so good yeah Troyan has decided to heal we have four d4s plus four four two four two it's plus it's 12 plus four for 16 she heals another 16 and she's at 28 which apparently is gertrude's age and how will i still pretend to be but shh, don't tell anyone i'm still over over 30 um 28 yeah i i think i think that tracks how many times yeah, have you yeah 28? a lot of times <laughs> i don't know how to do math clearly so i can't tell you yeah absolutely Gertrude has her go her jumping prowess is not great so it's a tough move she's got thunder wave and scorching ray with trans change protecting her she is still wounded Gertie will boot scoop burgi so she can see kina better she will use Scorching Ray as she can do 3d20 attacks plus 9. Kiki, Wana Kai Kai, but none of these guys are her type. Uh, hashtag Kina's Drag Race. <laughs> the rolls are 9 plus 9 is 18. 14 plus 9 is 23. 5 plus 9 is 14. We got two hits there. She rolls 460 and asks for some kids. She's going to ask her friends for some kids because apparently that's what Brennan has in um, still in this group is send your kids around. Um the rolls are six, five, one, and one. Kina stumbles back as she is close to death as she gets 13 damage. Now, Princess can get the final blow on Kina, but in this game, we have learned that letting our Amigas kill their targets is what we want to do. So what 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 would you do here? All of I the enemies it. will yeah. go before everyone asks, so should they minimize the foes? Focus on Kiki? What do you do? I mean... Uh 
The strategy is to usually, if they're if they're uh, dealing as much damage as they're dealing right now, it's it's minimizing the foes, right? It's it's you got to take out as many people as you can, um, so that when their turn comes around, less damage gets dealt out. But you have so many different factors you have to take into consideration so i mean there's so many different strategies to go and a lot of them are really valid but i mean i think they're doing a great job so far she will leap down we have an athletics check to avoid falling damage she gets a 22 so she's gonna leap down right in front of cat tree she makes three attacks on kina it's seven plus nine for 16 then it's two plus nine for 11 and finally six plus nine for 15 brandon is about to write a number down why? Well, we're about to find out. She is going to roll 1d12 and add 8 to it. On the paper is how many hit points Kina has left. The roll is 9 plus 8 for 17. She had 16 points left. She's gone. Another enemy gone. I love this. Brennan really knows how. Brennan is so endearing because it's so clear when he's milking the suspense but yeah. it still works every time. Yeah. It's so now. Good. I want to talk. I, I, I want to talk about the enemy uh, damage points because we didn't talk about it earlier, um, and this is a great place to put put it in. As Brennan will tell them, you don't get to know what how much points your enemy does. Uh, so obviously, as a player, it's probably good to write everything down. Maybe. I mean, I there's a couple different ways to think about it. I usually try to encourage people to make checks to have visual cues of, mm -hmm. of like, because I don't like the, the, the numbers are supposed to reflect uh, a, a, like quote unquote real life, right? They reflect a mechanic. Uh, they're, they're mechanics that that are applied to you know somebody's well being. So how do you mm -hmm. tell somebody's well being in real life? Well, you look at them. You look to see if there are any scars. See how they're doing. Like you, you those are visual steps. So there, it's not that you don't get to know how hurt they are, but like I always try and give that to them, not in a hit point value. Uh, but through other cues. You know what I mean? Sure. Princess jumps down in front of her friends to protect them. She raises her axe and goes, do you want me to do this, Troyan? She says yes. Axes her right in the middle of the head. Kina of Everdeep has fallen. Three out of our four enemies are down and out. Scorpion's going to miss Princess and Troyan, but a critical hit on Catry. A nat 20. He might be dispelled. It's 24 points of damage, only leaving him with six. Morgan is flying over all of them. Kina was the only thing that was keeping her from going all out. She looks at all of them as the scorching power of the light of the ever-gazing sun. A cone of burning light is cast. A cone of searing light. She casts it on everyone, including Scorpion Dude. Gertie's in the clear. Not the rest. Not so much. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, this is dangerous. And now, so now we're talking about, we know what Morgan can do now. And uh, I'm really glad they wasted her first fucking turn. That would have been scary if they were trying to deal with Morgan and yeah. everybody else. And I don't think that they would have been three down this quickly if that were the case. 
tremendous amount of damage. We need constitution saving throws from Twyla, Princess, and Troyan. Troyan rolls a 23. Twyla has a 9. Princess has 24. Poor Twyla. 33 points of radiant damage. Is she gone? She's dropped to zero. I, this entire time, by the way, I turn to Kyle and I'm like, they've got to do it. She's Gertie's got to do it, right? Gertie's going to do it, right? Gertie knows her kit, right? And I'm like shaking the TV. I'm like, is she going to fucking do it? I, and alas, fucking counterspell. The best fucking spell in the game. I have, I was, I was, I felt like I was, I felt so manly. I felt like I was on a, like watching a, like a sports, uh, sports, sports ball. show. Sports ball. Sport, yeah. the, 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 uh, a sport. Gertrude will counterspell. It comes down to a roll. It's a box of doom. The DC is 15. With a plus five, she needs a 10 or higher on a D20. The roll, two. She tried. She wasted her counter. And now Monet is like, wait, a deep bank of concealing fog. Well, don't we love when she remembers important things that would have prevented other things from happening first. I would love that if now is when she remembered she could water walk. So it would be like, <laughs> hey, remember that? Like, it, like you just go throughout the entire story. It's like, hey, I can water walk. Oh, now I can also do this. Yeah, I mean, it is it is hilarious. And also not her turn, but remember, right. we got Benevolent uh, it's true. over here. Brennan will say that if she wants to roll Forestall for her next turn to aid in a little bit of magic, he'll allow one re-roll. Is it worth it? Let, let's do it. Gertie gets a re-roll. The roll is nat 20, game saved. I mean, yeah. Missed. I mean, I do. I will say though, yeah. I'm I I have a small conspiracy, and I don't know if you were looking at the screen, and I didn't zoom back, and I probably could have. I'm, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay ignorant so that I can just live in this world of the conspiracy. I thought at first I saw a ten. The other thing too is that it was such a quick flash to the roll, and they immediately cut away interesting i mean just something to put out there also jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams i'm just kidding that was stupid i i that was just for the bit mist <laughs> from the ocean Troyan thinks of the journey all the way to Greeley, to the underworld to hollow grave to the heart of the underworld on a nat 20 not only is all that damage prevented morgan takes out the damage of the spell herself she will give us some Michael Jackson as she intercepts the spell and hits Morgan. It scorches over her own face as she took 16 damage. This was on her turn, and it's over. Twyla's back in action with three out of four foes dead. She can fly up to Morgan and have Buddy Bear assist her. Time to roll with advantage with the longbow. Buddy Bear gives her a honey lavender kiss. How sweet. Adorable. We get our first roll of three. The second roll is four. Oh goodness, the slap didn't work. Four plus eleven, it it, it doesn't hit. Doesn't work. She does a second attack and she got a nat twenty. Oh, the room goes straight. It is D and D frat. It it really is. I mean, it's it's um uh it's like when I I would always try and go to bed early when uh, on like Sunday night football. 
because I had school the next morning. Yeah. And then my dad was shouting and I could hear all the way from the room underneath me. It yeah. just was, it's just a lot. It's a lot of- I was, I was ready for like a keg stand, but then I was like, wait, no, we all saw the Rush music video. That's for the gays too. Wait, a 45 degree angle keg stand. Come on, Troy Savon, use that very non-existent upper body strength. I mean, he is a top. What? What was that all about? He Bullshit. really just does not want to be bottom shamed. He doesn't want to be bottom shamed. He is totally a bottom. He's totally a bottom. And the Pope is Jewish. If that's the case, right. the Pope is Jewish. Yeah. All right. She's going to roll a D, uh, two D8s and it adds six to it. We get an eight and five for 13 plus six is 19. Morgan had 13, so she's gone. So Isla will pump up her chest and says, you ready, bitch? Because I'm about to get you. And she impales her. Morgan's body bursts into light like the end of Hocus Pocus. So good. From the throne, Thanara says, I've seen enough. She steps forward and she calls back the rock. Now, no one ever attacked the scorpion, so they never made an enemy. So good call. I mean, hazards are, are, are like that, that. I was thinking of this scorpion less of, a, of an enemy and more of like an encounter hazard. Like, like I don't know, think of it like a, a spinning, uh, you know, uh, trap that you need to try and avoid, you know. Uh, I thought of it more of that. And so it was pretty smart of them not to like interact with it and actually like make an enemy of it. Now, I don't, I don't remember the exact time of this moment, um, but I feel like this was about two hours into the episode. In your experience in a battle of this sort, is this about average time, more or less? How, how did this fare in an average campaign? I mean, I think that's just, this was a pretty, uh, oftentimes, I think more often than not, like, especially when you're fighting like a boss with some minions like two different tiered enemies mm -hmm. it's like the boss is done and it's like oh fuck there's still like a couple more enemies left and so like then the battle drags on a little bit longer than it needs to but being that there were four main enemies and the goal was to get them all done i think it was a very well-paced combat i don't think it lasted a second longer than it should have Mm -hmm. I think this was a gotcha. very, very standard or very well done. Uh, now, uh, let's say a battle goes on longer than it should be. Have you ever witnessed um, player fatigue? Yes, I have. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's a lot there. I mean, usually it, it surfaces in the form of a lot of side chatter and a lot mm -hmm. of like lack of focus. And sometimes you have to put a pause on it. And there are different ways to also end an encounter as well is that like if the enemy can get away then then you have like a continuing storyline but um there's also just different ways that i saw that brandon was also trying to do it when the nat 20 happened from the counter spell and um and morgan ended up taking damage that's that's not in the game that's a thing that brandon was like look like just to honor the nat 20 and also to speed things along um that's how she kind of got knocked down a little bit. There's different ways, different things that the, the, the DMs will subtly do to help with pacing. And, and Brennan's just a master at it. Now, the other question is, I know we have discussed in previous episodes about talking about the table. 
um, in a battle of this nature, is this is what they did normal, or is it more so each person does their move and there's no discussion? Um, it depends on the difficulty level that you're trying to go for. Usually, before you do a game, you kind of discuss with each other, like, what kind of difficulty level are we going for? And that has to do with a lot of player experience. With some of my friends that have played for years and years and years and years and years, I'd be like, no, you're not there. You're not there to talk. Your turn's over. You don't get to help the person decide. But then you want to make it even harder. Uh, don't let people think too long. It's like, we're talking about six seconds. You should know what you're doing. Use the time between. You got to right. do it. Come on, think quickly. And then what it does is it adds the pressure. It causes people to actually uh, to understand that the stakes are high um, and they don't get to spend forever on a turn. Benara says four heroes, four foes, all four defeated. She said four wishes. Heroes in the underworld, you are victorious. Incredible. Um, I feel like that's Brennan's catchphrase. Incredible. It way he really says is. It. I love it. I it's because it's so endearingly. Uh, uh, Brennan is truly the 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 kind big brother that everybody needs. Um, it's just so sweet. He's just so encouraging. We're gonna leave combat as they have defeated all their enemies. Now let's be real. If it wasn't for TV, would this still be going on? Would the NAR be the boss level? I don't know. The light shift as Gertrude does an insight check with advantage for 11 and 14 with a plus two, we get 16. Gertrude sees the Nara as she says she was wildly entertained. There is sadness in her though, a sadness that Gertrude knows all too well. The wishes are theirs as they have won. She tells them she hopes they take them and brings them to the life they lead. It's time for wishes. We're going to get a group huddle. They can just walk out of there too, right? Like... It was their one line of six and go. Gertrude asks if she gives the Nara her vial because she's sad. And Troyan tells her if she wants to be immortal, that's what would happen. Can they go on an adventure to find Gertie another vial? I mean, all drag queens go to heaven, a Dungeons and Drag Queen sequel. I all all drag queens go to heaven. So good. Also, we we fought and they fought an angel. Like that would they be did. real. There'd be there'd be enemies there still if they wanted to kind of do the morning sun route or 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 the uh, uh, fucking Atlantis, not Atlantis, the New yeah. York City of the uh, underwater. The scorpion will apologize to Princess for stabbing her with the poison stinger. He, he just got a little frisky. He likes a little. He he he's a naughty one. You know what? Some people, I, <laughs> I've been po I've been poked with a stinger or two at a nightclub. So honestly, I, yeah. no harm, no foul. <laughs> Princess will clear her throat and normal voice. She just had a sore throat the entire journey. Uh, she will ask if she can restore life to her entire family lineage, except for that one guy, not that guy, Kerwin. No, 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 everyone but him. Mm. Such a funny bit, though. The idea of it's it's just laryngitis. I just love it because you know this was Alaska's way of being like, I just didn't want to talk much. I I loved it though. It was so good. Thanara says, to return even one soul to the living is a feat. An entire bloodline is a miracle. But you split the lady's head in half. She can make it happen. Smoke, mist, and vapor lead to hands embracing as Daddy Vohammer is back with a clear throat too. It was just a fucking cedar. Absolutely. It's a family, you know, uh, allergies are hereditary. 
Inara wishes them joy for the time they have together. Who's next? Troyan is next. She has truly come there to bring her father back. She said what she said. Not the innocent people she killed. It's all about daddy. Yeah, exactly. Roy of Karkin appears and they hug. Um, they're going to go take down mother. Y'all want a spinoff? This is how you secure a franchise. I thought it was so funny. Monet. MCU realness. It's really is the MCU. Monet is so hilarious. Like her, she is not even trying to hide the fact that she is obsessed with this game and wants to come back. Now for all you MCU fans out there, all I'm going to say spinoff wise, give me Queen Elizabeth and Daenerys. I'm ready for that, that spinoff. If you know, you know. I don't know. I'm going to have to take renovation. Okay. <laughs> It just finished. There's only six episodes. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. If I've ever talked about that one on the podcast, I was not. I, I think it was great cast, poor storyline, poor storyline. Unfortunate. Nick Fury, not a, not a great character. I don't really care. I mean, he's fine. I mean, in the comics, he's fine. I I didn't end up fu- like fully watching it, but like, uh, it's scrolls are such a weird thing. To, you know what? That's for another podcast. It's for another <laughs> podcast. Literally, I did, uh, I think it was, I ended up almost being like six hours ranking um, all the Marvel movies up and before uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah. The content is there, friends. Don't you worry. Absolutely. Roy says they have to do something about all the souls they put down there. There is pain in Thanara's eyes. Twyla wants to go. She talks to Thanara and tells her, when they started their expedition, she says they didn't know each other that well and became family. She came in asking to restore the Fey people to life, but also wants her to remove Gertrude's curse as well. It would be a kind gesture to the Fey people and her new sister. Cue me sobbing. I start crying. I so I, I just crying. don't understand why you didn't film this for content. Me crying? Yes. I look, it'll happen in probably about 30 minutes. Uh, I, I, I'm a very sensitive human being. So I'm am very I, so much. Am I. I'm, if you get me on that, like, I cry, I've cried during so many different DD games too. I just get so into it. Um, this one got me. Yeah. This one fucking got me. The Nara says, What a truly selfless act. A single tear streaks from Jujubee's face once again. The wish is granted. Now, if you told me that was the same cut from the last time she had a single tear, I might believe you, but it happened. She's it very was. good at that acting. It's good. Gertie is like, before you do, now with Gertrude having her curse reversed, she says this is what she wanted her entire life. She takes out her bag, the vial, and gives it to Thanara. Kindness wins. Freedom. But wait, okay. So what What about Nemeth and the vial? Like, are we not going to get a gotcha moment? Like, it was, isn't there like a rule again? He gets the vial? And then I was like, wait, are we just going to find out that um, Tanara is just her mama? Is this the Darth Vader looks like Remember when I thought talked this too? About like, yeah. I literally talked about that too. Um, I thought this could have gone a couple of routes. Uh, uh, I thought this, uh, I thought Nyrith was going to become the new god of the underworld. Yeah. Um, and with the, cause with the goddess curse, you know, or, or whoever, um, um, he ends up pawning it off to mm-hmm. might become that, like 
might become that as well. I don't know. It's just a very interesting. I like there are there are a lot of threads that could be followed, but also like it's kind of like you know how in Star Wars like no one really wants to know Yoda's backstory because the mystery mystery of Yoda is like right. so important. I think that's kind of what this is. I think there's this is definitely as um, world shattering and world influence uh, influencing as Star Wars as a series. I think so, Dungeons and Drag Queens. Mm-hmm. But um, ultimately, I just I think there's just so many open threads that could be explored if they wanted to. The Nara will monologue about the curse of immortality and the single tear once again streaming from Jujubee's eyeball. The Nara apologizes to Gertrude and says. But she cannot accept the gift, for if she leaves the throne, she is the source of power of the realm. All the spirits would crumble apart, and the stones and wastelands and rivers would fall apart to oblivion. There is no source of power that can withstand this realm. She must stay. But is there anything they can do? Well, Twyla mentions about planting the seed. There is light down there. She can open the seed with her druidcraft. Twyla reaches in, takes out the last seed of the All Blossom. The Nara says it's the power of her entire realm. It's too great of a gift, and there is nowhere to plant it. And then Buddy Bear goes to the throne and sits and smiles and purrs, and Juju B is losing it full on emotional wreck. Uh, same. Literally same. I just, it was, it was, um, it was, I was that friend that uh that that you go out partying with and she goes i'm an empath i'm such an empath i feel what they feel except for less fun because i'm crying when other people are crying the nara is free looks at the twilight says she doesn't know the future of the underworld but a throne is an impressive thing for those who sit upon it let there be a different heart of the underworld the playing cards begin filling with light as the will-o'-wisps swirl in, in all directions. Twyla says, ladies, we did it. They pick a spot and Twyla plants it. Buddy Bear purrs in serenity, golden light. Moments become hours. Hours become moments. Time fades away and Thanara takes her mantle of her curse and blows it into the glass vial as it vanishes and her bracelets vanish. She tells Gertrude that that jackal owes her a lot more than a damn rug. I'm glad somebody said it. Thanara opens opens a portal of realms beyond and walks away from the pain and sorrow. They watch Golden Light playing cards and hear the songs of the fairy realm as the throne cracks as roots and cracks and flowers bloom and blossom. The tower crumbles. The roots and rocks take over. Rays of sunlight appear as the all blossom blooms again. And Alvin makes his return. Oh my God. Fucking Alvin. He goes, let's get fucking frisky. I love it. He's, you know what? If I... If I were ever dead for that long and then I got resurrected, you bet your ass the first thing I want to do is fuck. Absolutely. The light spreads as all of the undead turn um, undead turn and get touched by the light. They are alive once more. New life. The spirits of the dead are welcomed here. With the portal open, they can choose to go on to their next great adventure. And then Nyrith just pokes his head out behind a tree and notices Gertrude still has her curse. He tells her that back in Kelvorda, there is a curse-breaking talisman deep at the heart of a 17-layer dungeon past the Mountains of Shadow and the Desert of the Serpent King. Are they doing anything right now? They're free. Oh, my God. And that's the show, friends. Dungeons and Drag Queens has come to a conclusion. Will there be a sequel in the Mountains of Shadows and the Desert of the Serpent King? Probably. Who, who knows? If 
listen, I don't know what the ratings were for this show, but I feel like they found a new audience. I think they did too. I mean, think about, I, and I think the new audience is like people like you who love drag queens, who love these personalities. And it's really so magical. Are they the first people to make drag queens do a, do a Dungeons and Dragons game? Not at all. But their platform has really just outstretched so, so phenomenally to this intersection between nerds and, and queer people. Now, in a previous episode, you and I spoke about if there was another version of it, who we would cast to be our four players. Let's say we're going to have this new adventure. And as we saw in this new D, uh, Dimension 20, there are six players. Let's say we add two people to this group of four. This group of four. Who are we adding? Okay, I still I still think Jinx. Jinx would be the best. Okay. I think that's mm-hmm. just a no-brainer. I think I do one and you do one. Here's who I want. And this is going to be a bit of a wild card, but I think she would be so fun. Pangina Heels. Oh, I would yes, absolutely. I think, I think she'll I think, be fun with this group. And I think, um, and your lovely first alternate, Jimbo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I think it would be, the, but that's the thing is that through the lens of drag, everybody already has their own their own very very lovely persona and are just so. It's it's so cool what everybody has and brings to the art of drag. Take that level of personality that it takes to succeed as a, a drag queen, drag king, drag performer, and port it to Dungeons and Dragons. You have great content no Absolutely. matter which route you go. Absolutely. All right. Well, friends, over the course of the episodes, Oz has been helping me build a character that I can use should I enter a campaign in the future. We have determined my character will be of Kalistar Race, who is an aberrant mind sorcerer. We have added a bunch of objectives and, and fun things so far. Um, and we're going to be playing around with um, spells and cantraps this week. Absolutely. So now, I, I, I kind of want to like ask you something real quick. Have you thought of a name yet? I have not. I have not gone with okay. a name because I think I'm either going to um, go to a, a, um, a generator or I'm going to get so stoned and just press buttons on my computer and there's a name. I think so. You know, we talked about my last name earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I am convinced that um, a long time ago there was a keyboard that somebody just rolled their face on um, yeah. and yeah. then my na- last name came into fruition. Um, so I think that's possible. Very great great routes to go i think that's 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 really awesome now yeah we're gonna yeah so i had mentioned earlier that i watched that dungeons and dragons movie and there was something in it that i was like i want that i don't think i can have it but i want it because it looks so cool and i was so stoned that i was like i want it i want a magical teleportation staff teleportation staff yeah, that thing was so cool. Okay, so here's what we can maybe <laughs> I know do. it probably can't have it. It's it's going to be that's a that's a big that's a big that's I a big know it just spell. looks so cool. But really I okay. want one in real life. Okay, here's I also want one in real life. There is 
there is a 30 foot teleport that you can do as a bonus action if you wanted to add right it. we can all take you it, want it? Oh. okay so we're gonna add it it's a so um it's called misty step so essentially uh uh you yeah it's a 30 it's a 30 foot teleport it's fucking so useful um very very fun um okay so off to a great fucking start um let's talk about um let's talk about limitations we are building your character at level four uh which is um not the highest level uh but uh, for like a one shot but you know i i still think you will get a lot of options and it's still going to be a lot to learn as far as um beginners go but you're a smart cookie i trust you so much and you've had the the lovely pleasure of watching drag queens learn this game right, for the right, first right. time. So so you've been with our, 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 this journey for a while. So um, a couple limitations. You are only able to pick from the sorcerer's spell list. Uh, and um, and uh, on top of that as well, uh, you can learn up to second level spells. We're going to break this into two. So we're going to start with your cantrips. These are your at will spells. They're effectively your level zero spells. Um, and uh, it's we're splitting this into level zero spells and then level one and up uh, because that's uh, mechanically uh, because you have limitations on your one and up spells. Uh, that's why we're going to break it that way. So let's start talking about cantrips. What are some cantrips that caught your eye when you did your lovely homework? Um, I'd so, love to so talk to you about them. Um, so I picked, I, there were eight of them that I picked. Um, now, obviously, when I was on this fun, fancy website, there were ones that when you would press the button, it would say, buy this for $5.99, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, we're just going to bypass nope. those. So, well, I, I I will say uh, if that affected it, or maybe we can talk about uh, other stuff. I did some content sharing with you. I I have the other content with some extra spells in it. So if I there's something that I might think you like, I'll I throw it into the mix. Sounds good. So uh, of the can traps, there were eight that that caught my eye. Um, they included chill touch, dancing lights, magic hand, message, minor illusion. Shape Water, Shocking Grasp, and True Strike. This is a, okay. I would hate to be, to um, enforce my own opinion mm -hmm. on one of these spells in particular. Um, but objectively, um, you are going to be able to pick five of these eight that you, uh, mm -hmm. that you chose um, to always have on hand to cast at what any given moment. The one I would probably that sounds cooler than it actually is is actually true strike. So okay. true strike uh is an action. Casting other spells is also an action. So essentially what you're tr doing here when you cast true strike is you have to cast it and then wait until your next turn until you get that advantage on your attack roll. It's not worth it in the long run when we're gonna be starting at level four and there are just much better things to do with your action. So All right, I, let's cut it. I think we're gonna cut it. Um, let's talk about your damage dealing ones. So as a cantrip, you're, when you're, you're not gonna wanna spend, you know, your very limited spell slots every time, to, but you still wanna be able to do damage sometimes, right? right? Um, so, uh, so a couple ones that you mentioned were, uh, uh, were Chill Touch, awesome. 
a really cool fucking spell, especially just the flavor of it, like sapping somebody's life energy with a with a ranged necromantic touch. Um, very, very cool. Uh, another thing to keep in mind is that you know that we've talked that there are two different ways to kind of do spell casting. One of them is an attack roll. Another mm -hmm. one is forcing the other person to roll by making saving throws. Familiar uh, uh, verbiage that we've talked a little bit out, right. uh, about during this series. So this one is a, a great one to add as an attack roll. Great. I think that one's awesome. Um, what were, so you did uh, Chill Touch, Dancing Lights. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, Mage Hand Message. What were some other ones? Uh, minor Illusion, Shape Water, and Shocking Grasp. Shocking Grasp is also an attack roll. So, but the thing is, Shocking Grasp is a melee, like a touch range, whereas mm -hmm. Chilling Touch is actually a ranged uh, attack. I think uh, potentially it might be beneficial for you to choose Chilling Touch over um, Shocking Grasp as your attack roll uh, okay. cantrip, um, only because as a sorcerer, you're gonna be a little bit squishier. You're not gonna be able to have that armor and uh, shocking grasp probably won't, you won't get as much out of it as you might want because you have to be right up in the mix. So by shocking grasp. Which, which means a lot of your other ones are very utility uh, spells. So let's start talking about some other uh, options for uh, an attack, uh, uh, an attack cantrip that might be a saving throw instead of an attack roll. Um, an example of that one would be uh, da, 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 um, um, create bonfire, I believe is one. Uh, it's a, you force someone to make a dexterity saving throw by creating a fire at a uh, certain point. Mm -hmm. um, you can also sustain this fire um, uh, for by concentrating on it. So concentration is a mechanic in this game. So essentially a concentration uh, spell means that you're casting the spell and your character has to focus on it in order to keep it up for an extended period of time. If you were to take damage while concentrating on a spell, then you would have to make a concentration check. And if you fail that check, essentially your spell drops and you're no longer sustaining that spell. The other thing to keep in mind is you can only have one concentration spell up at a time. So being mindful not to choose all concentration spells is super important as well. Gotcha. So this is one uh, way to do that. Um, another one would be uh, frostbite. Uh, frostbite uh, forces the other person to make a constitution saving throw uh, to deal 1d6 cold damage and they get disadvantage on their next uh, weapon attack uh, it makes before the end of its next turn. So uh, not a concentration spell, but you throw up a frostbite on the on the person that's swinging uh, or uh, making attack rolls and because of their, their uh, that cold damage that they took, they are less likely to hit. So you're also helping out your allies in that way. Um, uh, infestation is a great one. You also force them to make a constitution saving throw for a chance to take 1d6 poison damage. And you choose to move that target five feet in any direction to represent them running away from an infestation. Mm -hmm. um, very, very cool stuff. Um, another one is Mind Sliver. Um, this one is uh, not as much damage, uh, but it's psychic energy. So uh, you do 1d6 psychic damage and uh, they subtract 
1d4. They roll a d4 from their next saving throw um, that it makes until the end of your next turn. So essentially, like, you're uh, 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 making them a little bit more vulnerable uh, by lowering their, their saving throws on their next one. Uh, the next one would be uh, Poison Spray. This is a really decent amount of damage. Um, it's only got a range of 10 feet, but you're forcing them to make a constitution saving throw to take uh, 1d12, so upwards of 12 poison damage. Um, the next one is Thunder Clap. So Bob has been using Thunder Wave, so this mm -hmm. one's a little bit different. Now, this one is a five-foot range as well. So you, it is important for if you're close to something, but it's five feet in all directions. So anyone standing right next to you, say you get swarmed, you do thunder clap um, and they must make a constitution saving throw or take uh, everybody takes 1d6 th uh, thunder damage. So those are really great damage dealing spells. Uh, I think one other one one more acid splash. I'll I'll throw this one into the mix too. Um, dexterity saving throw or take one d six acid damage. Um, if you so you can choose one or two creatures that you see within range. Um, if you choose two creatures, they must be right next to each other. So okay. Um, okay. so say you see two best friends or two enemies right next to each other and uh, you want to hit both of them with an acid splash, you force them both to make a dexterity saving throw to take uh, 1d6 acid damage. All right. So what's standing out? We're going to pick well, one more gonna damage. Well, if we're going to keep our chill touch here, then I feel like um, I'm down to two. I'm either going to do a thunderclap or I'm going to do the bonfire. Um, I'm not sure which one I like. I, I there, Something about fire and ice sounds fun, though. Fire and ice is, is, is pretty fun as well. I think the... Um, uh you with uh with create bonfire um they uh da, 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 da. you can also ignite ignite flammable objects so so uh it's it's really awesome for like lighting a torch lighting a or a homosexual uh, or a, a, a home, just absolutely a flaming human being i don't know if you'll need much help but you know they're just they're just very quick to ignite um yeah, I mean it's it's a very very useful uh, uh, spell. It does, but it does take up a concentration. So if you want to um, do that, then you might drop a concentration spell that might be a little bit more effective. So it's, hmm. it's maybe resources. then maybe we should keep thunderclap. Yeah, let's I think do thunderclap. thunderclap is cool because I think you're mostly going to be using chill touch, but thunderclap is nice uh, uh, for the off chance that you'll get surrounded and people want to attack the spellcaster you know all right so you, all right so uh, we have three a, left yeah you get to pick three more let's look at your your kalashtar so um let's look at if you because dancing lights is is nice but let's look to see if you have dark vision i don't know if you do um i'm looking through your stuff this is a really really uh uh very thorough character sheet that we're building for you. As it looks like, I don't think you have dark vision. So some way to cast light uh, uh, is super, super important. Um, dancing lights are different globule, uh, globules of, of like uh, just different orbs um, 
of, of light that uh, can float around you, follow you, you can move them however you like, or you could do kind of like a person-sized mm -hmm. uh, light to, to create, you know, to, to, to just light up a, a darkened area. Always super helpful, because otherwise you're making attack rolls at disadvantage and that's not something you want to be doing. Right, so we'll keep dancing lights. Great, let's do dancing lights. Now you have two more. Now uh, we're starting to get into it. Mage hand is is useful to be able to think of it as like just like super light telekinesis, but it's a mm -hmm. spectral hand moving and grabbing things, bringing things to you, manipulating objects far from far away. Super helpful message. I like message, but you as a Kalistar having two minds uh, with inside of you have the ability to telepathically communicate to people. Message might And let's cut out message then. We don't let's need cut it. cut out message. Minor illusion. Now, minor illusion is great because you can pick either a sound or an image. Um, and the image um, is anything that fits in a five-foot cube. Five-foot cube is huge. That's a chair. That's a table. That's that's a box that you might encourage people that, that says, open me. Uh, mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. uh, a disembodied voice coming from uh, coming from a barrel that's already in the room. Like you can do a lot of, of cool things with minor illusion and it's open-ended on purpose um, to, to really give you a lot of creative freedom there. And then, uh, yeah, were there any others than message and Shape water was the last one. Shape water is good. Um, the instantly they move or change the flow of water uh, uh, five feet in any direction, um, water to form into simple shapes. This is a little bit more flavorful. I mean, it's it's really just super light water bending, honestly, at this point. So um, I, it, I think the options are a little bit more wider than for minor illusion. But if you mm -hmm. like shape water and you feel like that's going to be a fun, like creative element for you that will just kind of lean into you getting into character. I think that that could be a really fun thing. Um, I like the power. Give me minor illusion. Let's cut shape water. All right. You've got the power. All right, cool. So we got our five. And that is, okay, hang on. What did we pick? So we did chill touch. We have touch. chill touch, dancing lights, magic hands, minor illusion, thunderclap. And uh, boop, 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 boop. Sorry, I'm ha I have chill touch, dancing lights, minor illusion, thunderclap. What's the one I'm missing? Magic hands. Magic. I mean, okay, yes, perfect. Um, there we go. Awesome. I fucking love it. Um, I love it. So here's where it gets tricky. Yes. We picked Missy Step. You want to teleport, right? Yeah. Which means we get four more spells. Four more of first or second level. Okay. So um, it's not like X first level, X second level. You can actually divvy that up however you like. But let me tell you this. You can cast four first level spells a day or three second level spells a day okay you already let's talk about your your uh your subclass spells that you already get you get arms of hadar which is a uh a, a dark 
tendrils of, uh, of energy erupt from you and batter all creatures within 10 feet of you. Each creature in that area must make a strength saving throw or take 2d6 necrotic damage and it can't take reactions until its next turn. Um, so a really cool area of effect of around you. Similar to Thunderclap, but this does cost a, uh, a spell, uh, spell slot. You have Dissonant Whispers, which is a uh, wisdom saving throw, or they take 3d6 psychic damage, and they must immediately use their reaction to move as far away from you as their movement speed would allow. So uh, a way to get somebody to run away from you with some psychic damage. You also get Calm Emotions, a concentration spell that takes heightened emotions and kind of milds them, like, uh, you know, just like mellows them out a little bit. You have Detect Thoughts. You can hear surface level thoughts or probe deeper and uh, kind of search through somebody's mind uh, and and kind of see what's going on in that brain of theirs. So you already have those that you just right. get innately. So it's not like you're only getting four more spells, but we do, you've got a two damage dealing, one from far away, one from like uh, area of effect. And now we have Misty Step, which is a movement uh, based spell. So. Let's start talking about the ones that you picked um, uh, and seeing like, where do you, what's one on your list that you feel like kind of fits well into this? One that is, might be your favorite. All right. So I'm going to go through the 10 that I had originally sent and picked. Um, there were three level ones and the rest were level twos. In the level one category, we had absorb elements, Charm Person, and Thunder Wave. For level two, it was Darkness, Dark Vision, Whole Person, Invisibility, Levitate, Mirror Image, and Suggestion. These are really, I mean, these honestly, at the end of the day, a lot of these fit really, really well with your character. Um, as far as your first level spells, I really love charm person let me talk about why i like that more than i like uh you said absorb elements and what was the other first level thunder wave thunder wave okay thunder wave great you already have thunder clap and you Let's have and you have arms of hadar okay she gone now, she gone uh uh absorb elements it as a reaction you get to uh take half damage on acid fire lightning poison etc cetera, etc cetera. certain types of damage you absorb that gain that resistance and you get to deal damage on a melee attack the reason i don't think this would be the best fit is that as a sorcerer you're not going to be making a lot of melee attacks and we will cut it great what i think would be a fantastic first level spell um that is of similar vein um would be shield Shield is another reaction spell that boosts your armor class that makes you much harder to hit. And you get that boosted armor class until the start of your next turn. So um, you would advise two first level spells. So if we included charm person, also shield. I think let's, 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 let's earmark those. Okay. Um, and um, uh, uh, start talking. Cause with, yeah, they're, they're very, very, um, um, you're very limited as a sorcerer. You don't get to cast right. as many spells as like a wizard might. Um, but uh, so pick, you want to have something that you really, really like and um, are happy with 
throughout the whole game. Now, Sounds good. Um, I pulled up your second level spells. Um, and what of these do you, how do you, what do you see, your, which of these uh, do you see uh, yourself casting? Uh, I'll think of it like cinematically, fitting with your character, because a lot of these are really awesome. It looks like here you have darkness, dark vision, hold person, invisibility, levitate, mirror image, and suggestion. Now, so, yeah. I don't know if I'm biased because our good friend Jujube, but I don't know. Invisibility sounds fun. Invisibility is fun, but the thing with invisibility, because again, it's only a second level spell out of nine level spells. Like sure. When you're level 20, that's where you get these like crazy big spells. Um, but invisibility is great, but as soon as you uh, attack or cast a spell, it drops. So mm -hmm. it's, okay, so maybe not it's, so good. Well, it's not that everything's going to have a con, the, but uh, invisibility as a sorcerer may not be an in combat thing. It gotcha. might be an out of combat thing, where you're like, I'm going to be invisible, and allow myself to sneak in somewhere. You know what I right, mean? Right. Which yeah, can okay. be very helpful. Okay. It's just about like thinking about the situations in which you might use it. Invisibility is great. Let's say because you have dancing lights, let's say that dark vision may not be useful. Right. Because it's going to take a spell slot and um, um, and you already have a great. Uh, we don't need it. Can help Goodbye. You. Um, then uh, mirror images. Mirror image could be a great substitution to shield. Because mirror mm -hmm. image, the way that that spell is flavored uh, is that you essentially distort your image. It's an illusion right. spell to where uh, people don't know which one of you they hit. And they well, make a chance roll to, to do that. Well, I wasn't, I didn't have shield on my list and I did have mirror image. So I think we're going to hold on to mirror image and cut shield. I think, so I think we take, we take mirror image and then we take charm person. Are you cool yep. with that? That, right. Yep, we got three. So charm person is great. It's a it's a great way. Charm is the is truly what what Bob was trying to do with friends. Because mm -hmm. friends, when it ends, the people become hostile towards you. Charm gotcha. person, they don't become hostile towards you, but they know that they were charmed. So it's not right. like you you they're immediately going to attack or try and get you in danger. They might be like, "What the fuck? Like, what did you just do? Like, it'd just be you know a, a, a thing." So let's go ahead and add mirror image. I think that's really awesome. Um, let's talk about maybe, uh, ooh, ooh, some of these are just so good. Um, hold person, mm -hmm. fucking incredible. You so hold person is great because it specifically paralyzes people. I it's not like, like they're 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 restrained in some way. The way that D and D mechanics work is that if somebody hits a paralyzed person, that's automatically a critical hit. It's like rolling a I'm here for it every time. Um, that's good for teammates. I think it's great, and this is like you're you've got some damage dealing spells. Don't even worry about that. I like the idea that you're you're stocking up on some utility to like let your friends might swoop in and yeah you know be better at what they do it's a great way to play sometimes you know keep the blood off my hands 
Exactly. Because then, because then you can, because uh, then you're corroborating and not exactly. necessarily actually committing the murder. You know. All right. So I'm here for a whole person. Um, I think we'll, we're going to cut invisibility as much as I'd like to play it. I think we're going to cut it for right now. All right. We're cutting. Um, so we, we are down to three for one single spot, which means we have darkness, levitate and suggestion. Dark. Okay. So darkness is, I think because you have hold person, which is debilitating mm -hmm. and because you have charm person, which makes people friendly towards you. Suggestion might be a little bit redundant because Great. what you're Goodbye. doing even though you are commanding someone to do something, uh, it is a control spell. I think what you'll get out of a lower level charm person with some little like social skills, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, as well as paralyzing and holding someone in place um, might be a great, a better combination than also I'm adding for suggestion. It. All right, so darkness, then, levitate. Levitate is a little bit limiting in its movement. The reason I, I I I think levitate seems fun because you can you can levitate, but you can't move side to side. You can only okay. move up and down. So it's kind of like dragging along a helium balloon if you want to be able to move. Something gotcha. has to okay. tug it as well. So um, could be good for you to perch up high, but like at the same time, like if you're concentrating on levitate and you're like up high and somebody hits you and you lose concentration you could fall there are right. other ways and safer ways to be able to maybe okay to okay position. uh maybe so talk to me about darkness then darkness i think we saw a perfect use of it um in in uh in uh the game and the game of uh, dungeons and drag queens mm -hmm. you saw a person throw up darkness and um now uh it, it prevented people from casting spells it prevented people from following or seeing you um very very good when you're in a pinch now you do not have the capability of seeing through dark vision or right. darkness because it is a magical darkness um still could be useful if you're doing it at, at a distance but uh, you wouldn't be able to cast spells within it either. Now, I also want to, oh, you don't get silence as a, so I think, I, I think, I think darkness is good. I think uh, um, it's, a, it's a really great area of effect spell to be able to maybe throw some people off. Um, the only thing is, is that you, being cautious about the spells and knowing your kit is important to knowing when is the best time to use it. You know, sure. do I want me or my friends to be encapsulated in the darkness uh, as well? Um, or will that present too much of a challenge? It might, but you know, it makes you be a little bit more calculated in your use of it, but that's not a bad thing at all. Okay, so we're going to cut Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa's gone. You're going to remove Levitate. Yeah. Um, so now that I would ask, what would be better for me then? If I bring back Invisibility and Darkness, which one would, which, which one would be better for my kid? I mean, that's, that's a great question. I mean, Invisibility. Um, invisibility also keeps people from seeing you. So I think 
based on me having a little bit of a spy um, background, I think invisibility might be better than darkness. I I think I think intuitively, I think you, uh, I think it's a little bit more friendly to exactly it's how it seems like you're going to be playing your character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think invisibility, you you immediately know what you would do if you were invisible, right? The things right. you got to be careful of is not attacking somebody or not casting a spell, but that's easy to do when you're just doing like reconnaissance or right. or spying on somebody. It, 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 it's so endlessly useful. Darkness is situational, but it's very clutch when it uh, happens. You'll find that a lot of spells are like that, where the more niche that they are or the, the more situational that they are, um, the more intense the outcome could be, but you might not find yourself to be in those situations as often. I can see probably more instances where you will need invisibility um, over darkness. If you do I, I will I'll hope maybe a teammate, of a friend, an amigo, whoever's with me will be able to do <laughs> some other darkness for us. Um, I gotta be selfish for a little bit. So we're gonna go with Misty Step, Charm Person, Hold Person, Invisibility and Mirror Image. This is such a cool kit. I love this so much. I mean, you are the crowd control person that it's like whatever happens on the battlefield, you have a lot of say yeah. in where people go and how people act. It is a very fun way to play D and D. To um, to either push people around to 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 be this amazing spellcaster that also supports the people around you that uh in a way that's not just like healing them if they get hurt you know what i, I love mean? it i love it awesome this is so fun i love that this you're playing a spellcaster it's not it's not easy but um it's i think you've i think you've got you've got the you're in the right mindset though i'm i'm here for it i'm, I'm excited for this now i just gotta freaking figure out a name um and i promise friends it's not just gonna be the doctor Oh my God, it, it's gotta be Dr. Something. It's Dr. Whom with an M. No. Dr. Whom. Uh, uh, Dr. So K? Funny. Dr. K. Uh, I love this. Oh my gosh. Thank you for doing this. This Of been... course, thank you for guiding me through this. This was fun. I love loved your openness to do it. I, 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 the series is over. It'll probably be a second before they let drag queens back onto uh, Dimension 20 for the havoc and chaos that they caused. Um, usually a restraining order happens after these types of, course, of things, naturally. but, um, I'm so glad you were able to convince me to do this. Um, this is so, I had such a blast. Me too. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for welcoming me and not getting frustrated at my newbiness. Um, no, you're so, it was, it was, so it was a lot of fun and, and this was a blast and now I got to tell the kids where to find you on social media, Venmo and projects you want to plug. Oh, interesting, because, um, you know, you've, this is probably not your first episode that you've listened to of this recap. You can find no. me on uh, at Aja.da or, you know, send a couple dollar bills my way at Aja, uh, uh, at Aja.da. Um, and, um, you know, what's so funny is that I have launched the podcast finally, as far as the socials go and the Patreon. So um, if you're on Patreon and you want to support the podcast, it'll be coming out um, within the next couple of months, but uh, support in these early stages is super great. You can read what we're all about. Go to Patreon, look us up. We're Nightlife 
uh, a D&D podcast. Night is K-N-I-G-H-T. It's a podcast that's filled and cast with a rotating uh, list of uh, nightlife personalities from New York City. Um, it's so fun. It's so awesome. You can also follow us on um, at nightlife pod on instagram it is amazing the first uh episode which we will be recording on tuesday is going to have the lovely kyle amoroso uh sherry poppins we've got jesse kramer we've got my very good friend and comedian blaze vaca um and it is i've been making characters with these people in the last couple of days it's going to be a fucking riot so follow us if you want any more sounds details. like fine um we'll be doing more fun things in the future and hell yeah there's so many drag queen related things i'm sure something new will pop up and be like we should need to talk about this absolutely you can't get rid of me that easily michael uh, it's true it's true well thank you so much for being here it was a blast thank you